this September 19 picks edition of the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now, use the code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on football, only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use promo code CFBX on your first purchase to save $20. Download the Game Time app. Use the promo code CFBX. We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play the underdog. Pick him in college or NFL. Win up to 20x in one game. Promo code is SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. And finally, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use the code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is Monday, the 18th of September. We have a full card um, with bits and bobs missing, but we'll do our best to find you some picks. Um, for Tuesday, September the 19th, joining me from somewhere in New York is Mr. Scott Bichel. Scott, hey, how are you? Yeah, doing pretty well. Was busy following football all weekend, so nice to go back to baseball. Yes, it's been a, another action-packed weekend. This is the time of year where you've got everything going on. The highlight of my weekend, from a gambling point of view, was the uh, horrible backdoor cover from the Rams. I really, really enjoyed that. I was dancing around at midnight last night. Why did they kick that for you, Gold, Scott? Why did, I, I don't know. They knew the spread? <laughs> I don't know what you want me to tell you. It, it was brilliant. Some practice? I don't know. Oh, I was so happy about that. Like little things like that. Because I tell you what, I made a bit of a fool of myself on Friday night. We um we did the show with me and you on Thursday and we handicapped the Braves Marlins game, Johnny Cueto. Yeah. Um so just before I went to bed, I was all right. I had a little pot behind me for the weekend, and it was the Friday night game. So I took the Braves on the run line as discussed, and then I took them on the old run line. I went up the ladder a little bit, plus two and a half, plus three and a half. And then there was sort of minus 200 to win the game outright. So I thought, well, I'll stick the rest of my balance on the uh, minus 200. And then I've got a safety net. That'll cover if they don't cover the run line. And sure enough, they were 4 nothing down within about five minutes of the game starting. And then they actually made their way back to lead 6-4, which is when I fell asleep. I woke up in the morning and see they got spanked. They gave up a five-run ninth inning. So I absolutely just completely shot myself in the foot ready for my Saturday weekend so I had to reload on Saturday um, but the, yeah the gambling got smiled on me a little bit because I got um, I got the LA Rams uh, the late cover so yeah gives with one hand takes with the other uh, the chat TV DVJs first in cheers and Matthew it's Matthew's birthday today Matthew he's 42 apparently um, he's Jackie Robinson he's catching me up uh, in age Matthew uh, catching me up again um, so baseball this weekend there was a it was, yeah, it was all over the place, really. I've got a couple of things I need to ask you, but I'll do that as we go. Um, this very morning, Scott, I backed the Arizona Diamondbacks to win the World Series at 66-1. to 1. What do you think of that? Uh, I 
feel better about that now than I did before the weekend started. That makes you feel any better. They had a nice series win against the Cubs, and in general, they've been okay. They're not going to win the World Series, but I'm rooting for you. Ah. Yeah, they are. Uh, and the other thing, right, what, we're not going to... What made you pick Arizona? Just because they beat the Cubs and you just thought... All right, I can't, yeah, something like that. It was, you know, Monday, you sort of I get credited with my free bets for whatever for the weekend, for betting a certain amount the week before. So I'm trying not to waste them because it's easy. I can just stick them on a horse or a greyhound and you just end up wasting them. So they're the ones I always put on these stupid. That's why I've got my Cincinnati Reds 200 to one ticket. Um, my LA Angels tickets from back in March when we were all big and naive. Um, so it was another one of them today and I just had a look down the list. I thought, yeah, come on. Okay, um, so let's how, get the d how, how, many, how many pence you have on the uh, Dimebacks? How much was the free bet? 1,000 pence. Okay. <laughs> Pence, yeah. all right. You with me? <laughs> um, and then the other thing they call my eye, just watching, just generally watching baseball. I did the Premier League show here last night. I then went through the other, through to the posh end. I put the TV on, I put the red zone on, um, and I put some baseball on my laptop. And I put the Dodgers game on. The Dodgers were playing the Mariners. And they were leading they, five. They killed them that, that entire weekend series. They killed some. Yeah, they did. But what got me was, so the first at-bat I saw was Ahmed Rosario. I thought, okay, yeah, bang average. And then Ahmed Rosario, um, he, I think he got on base. Now, I forgot the names I was looking at. Oh, sorry. Followed Ahmed Rosario, Colton Wong came up. Okay. Uh, yeah. And then I'm thinking, what the f-? like, and then I think proceeding, and I can't remember who followed him after that. I think it was David Peralta. I need to look at the box score from last night now. Um, right, Peralta is on the Dodgers. That makes sense. It, but it, it's hard to tally. What I was trying to get, like, this Dodgers lineup, that, that was a team who went past the 90-win mark this season. Um, and I've not... Oh, sorry, it was Jason Hayward. That was... So you think of Jason Hayward, Ahmed Rosario, Colton Wong. I know. I mean, they could be... Had three doubles the other day. They could be... Oakland days, do you know what I mean? It just didn't strike you, was it? As a Dodger thing, the middle of that line, yeah, Peralta, James Outman, yeah, who's doing okay, mm. and then Austin Barnes. And I just, it's really, it was really hard to associate that LA Dodgers lineup. And, and then they put the graphic up, and it was the, the scoring plays J- Jason Hayward, Homer, uh, Armand Rosario tripled and drove in the runs, Colton won singles. So it was all the players I was looking at thinking, how are the Dodgers so good? Um, and they did all the business, but I mean, they've quietly just got on with it and got away with that. The fourth player who caught my eye was the pitcher, Ryan Yarbrough. So the inning finished, and they come out to pitching Ryan Yarbrough's pitching, who was he early in the season struggling along at Kansas City or something like that? Like, it would just seem like it was four Oakland players who were just firing the Dodgers to their 91st win of the season. Um so, yeah, I don't know how, quite how I felt about the Dodgers, especially with the sort of playoff implications because um, the pitching isn't rolling very deep. Obviously, we know what happened to Arias. And didn't Clayton Kershaw leave a game early last week as well? Yeah, um, he, left, he left after four innings, so they're not in great shape with the pitching staff at the moment. But if you look where they were at the start of the season, and they, we didn't fancy them much anyway, and then Gavin Lux went down in spring training or first week of the season. I think it was spring training. I think it was spring So they had no they had no second base. They had no middle infield. That's why I've been using then, second base on occasion. Yeah, yeah. And then you watch them last night and they're still getting it done with these players that 
you know, if they were on the Detroit Tigers or whatever, you'd think, oh, that's a little bit underwhelming. But then, yeah, they're just plodding along. So, yeah, that got me a little bit. Um, but, yeah, it's good to... Uh, it, it was good to get amongst the baseball this week. I mean, we're not far away now. The, the wild card races are really, really wide open. The divisions like the AL West, where nobody seems to want to win. Um, until Houston won a game last night against, oh, was it Kansas City, actually? They nearly got swept. But before that, they were on a losing streak. Te- um, Texas had lost three in a row. Seattle had lost three in a row. The Angels lost five in a row. And Oakland had lost four in a row. It's that entire division, especially when three of them have got... It's up for grabs for them. Um, yeah, so how do you uh, how are you viewing the, the playoffs at the moment as a team that stands out? Or if I if I was to give you a fifty dollar bill now, uh, where would you put it? Well, I do think that the Braves should represent the National League, obviously, especially with the Dodgers being arguably the second best team. And we just talked about how the rotation isn't very good and how they have a lot of questionable choices at the bottom of the lineup. So I do think Atlanta should win that. The AL is interesting because there are a couple of teams to choose from. I would probably still lean to Houston, but if you wanted a somewhat, I don't want to say long shot, but a team that I do think can make some noise, whoever wins the uh, AL East, I think, has a shot to potentially challenge the Astros or any of these other teams because I think Baltimore and Tampa are definitely up there in terms of overall just talent from top to bottom. And I do think that they have the makings of a team that could win four out of seven or even three out of five in some spots early on. So if you wanted a value play, I'd consider either Baltimore or Tampa. But realistically, Atlanta should win the World Series. They're the best team by a country mile, right? Yeah, yeah. You're absolutely right. I completely agree with you. Um, Or is Arizona your team? Because you just took them at 66. Well, yeah. Arizona and Cincinnati. I I took the race at the start of the season at 22 to one. So I wouldn't be dipping my toe back in again. Yeah, and apart from that, like I say, I wouldn't fancy the Dodgers particularly. I think I'd be quite happy to root for Baltimore. I think without having a bet on them, I can't bet everyone. You don't want to go into the yeah. into the postseason with six or eight teams. So I've got three. Well, I've got one definitely. Uh, I potentially might add a second or a third, and then yeah. when the playoffs start, we will probably was, go again. I was going to say if, if you wanted a serious long shot that I think maybe could make some noise, Cubs. I think the Cubs could win a series. Like they have, they have a decent rotation. Strowman's healthy again. He's going to be coming out of the bullpen for the for the uh, immediate future. But Steele's a Cy Young finalist. We know he's a solid option for a game one starter. The middle to back end rotation can be a bit dicey, but Chicago does have some quality bats in the lineup. Bellinger's been great this year. If I had to pick a wild card team that could make some noise, maybe Chicago. But I think Atlanta would still beat them in like four or five games. I don't think it would be that much of a threat, but maybe Chicago for a long shot. Yeah, I think those wildcard teams are going to be fun because a lot of those teams, like the Cubs and the D-backs, have got kind of a half-decent one-two punch at the top of the rotation, and then it falls off a little bit. I mean, the Cubs have gone this week. Um, the ten Was it 10 days ago? They had a, there were four games ahead of the, in the wildcard race. And they've gone, uh, they're all the way back to tied now, having lost five in a row. And the D-backs went in there, and the D-backs had their, I think it was three, four, five starters going, where the Cubs rolled out their one, two, three. And the D-backs came out with a sweep. Um, so, yeah, those kind of teams are definitely going to seesaw around a little bit. Um, but then when you get the, like you say, the likes of the Braves uh, turn to flex, flex their muscles, um, yeah, it's going to be really interesting, but I'm very, very, very much uh, looking forward to it. Okay. Uh, 
people are talking about the levels of our audio. That's entirely possible that I'm just talking far too low. Um, the uh, the the IT department's left for a few days, Scott. She's gone to work in London, um, and it's very quickly turning it a load of the flies around here. Uh, no one's got any clue. Do you sorry? mean the company's IT department, or do you mean your own? I mean, yeah, the wife, sorry. Oh, is what, okay. Yeah, to give her a full name. Um yeah, there's no one's got any clothes to wear. There's no food. The kids are having to eat their own shoes for dinner. Right? It's uh, it's very. If you catch me this time tomorrow, right, I'll just be sitting in my underpants with like something tied around my head, um, like uh, playing with Wilson the volleyball. That's the direction we're heading. Um, right, we're getting into the games. I'll tell you first about uh, DraftKings. Um, back with another week of football. DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet $5 and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. If you put five down on any of this week's epic matchups, you walk away an instant winner. DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Uh, football's more fun when you're in on the action. So download the app, sign up with the code SGP. New customers can bet just $5 to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsweek, an official sports betting part of the NFL with the code SGP. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. In state-specific responsible gambling resources, bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. And game time, the ticket people. And game time, taking the stress out of getting tickets for all the things you want to go and see. Sports, music, comedy and theatre. Killer deals on last-minute tickets and the best price guarantee. Um, that is the game time guarantee, which is if you can find uh, tickets in the same row um, for less, that game time will credit you 100, 110% of the difference. So that's a great offer. If you download the game time app, create an account, use the code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. So create an account, redeem the code CFBX for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Okay, the first game we're going to look at tomorrow is a uh, 6-4 Eastern first pitch. Um, the New York Mets and the Miami Marlins. We have Joey Lucchese, left-handed pitcher for the Mets. We have Braxton Garrett, left-handed pitcher for Miami. Um, plus 140 for the Mets, minus 156 for Miami. And the total is set at eight. Uh, Joey Lucchese, when he came back at this rotation like two weeks ago, and we had a little chuckle here. He's kind of a, a bit of a forgotten name. And when he was on our radar, wasn't very inspiring. And we were probably a little bit um, flippant about him. And he's um, apparently he's been auditioning for a rotation spot. And he's gone really well his last two starts. 12 and two thirds, scoreless in his last two. Um, both games at the Mets won 7-2. Braxton Garrett, I do seem to handicap him an awful lot for Miami. Um, he... He's been really good as well. A um, lot of low scoring games. Uh, Jazz Chisholm, back to back Grand Slams uh, for Jazz Chisholm the last couple of nights. And Miami have been really good. They, they outscored Atlanta 36 13 over the weekend. Now, they probably took advantage of, well, A, me putting some money on Atlanta is what they took advantage of. Uh, but also the fact that Atlanta just clinched last week. Uh, so the old champagne fade, uh, Scott coined it last week. Um, they, they took advantage of this, the first champagne fade of the season to put up 36 runs. And I do think they'll win this. Like We are favouring teams who've got things to play for at the minute. Miami are hanging around in this playoff race. Minus 156 is just about on the limit of the price I would take. I do like the under eight as well. 
uh, both pitches going along okay. And neither are free scoring, even though, like I say, Miami have put a few up. Um, I can see Miami winning this something like 3-2, 4-2, something like that. Uh, so I would lean towards the under, but my main play is a really boring one. Miami at home at minus 156, Scott. I think I'm going to lean to Miami, too, uh, because the Mets have been really bad on the road this season, 30-44. and 44. Miami's 43-32 and 32 at home. Uh, it, it does take a lot of talent, or at least it is quite impressive, to sweep Atlanta in such convincing fashion. They didn't just sweep. They won every game by multiple runs. So the point is, when you are able to do that to Atlanta, champagne fade or not, I am impressed. Now, the Mets have played better lately. I will give them credit for that. But I think Garrett's a more consistent option than Lucchese. The sample size is just too small for Locasi this season. We've seen Garrett be good for several months. I'll take Miami. I'll back the hotter bats. Yeah, you're right. You get the feeling Lucchese might just blow up, even though he's been okay. Um, but until he does, we can kind of trust him a little bit. Um, another 640 Eastern first pitch is the LA Angels at the Tampa Bay Rays. Patrick Sandoval, um, left-handed pitcher, goes for the Angels. And Taj Bradley. Um, is on the bump for Tampa Bay, who are a minus 205 favourite for this one. The Angels are plus 180, and the total is set at eight. Uh, Sandoval, 7 and 13, 448 ERA. Um, he's currently gone in the unbackable pile as well, along with the Angels. I like Sandoval. Um, he, did he pitch for Philly at the back end of last season? I think. No. Have I imagined? No. Who am I thinking of? Yeah. I, um, I have no idea. Yeah, that yeah, that is a very difficult question for you to answer. I'll be honest, Scott. Um, I like Sandoval. I think he's got a lot about him. He just seems to be a symptom of what the Angels have done to everybody. Um, and he's just completely nutly dropped off a cliff. Five, four, and five earned runs in his last three. Mentioned earlier on, the Angels are on another skid. Is it another skid? Is it just the same skid? Like um, another five-game losing streak. Anyway. Um, the young lad Shanuel is going okay. Shadwell, Shanuel, uh, twenty-two game on base streak for him. A little positive. Uh, Tosh Bradley, I um, watched his start at Minnesota. Um, backed him to do some things, um, to give up some runs and some walks. Got away with it because he actually pitched okay. Wasn't convincing, um, but he hasn't been great at home either. Tosh Bradley. Uh, Tampa Bay did just clinch a playoff place. Um, they, they got beat, but I think because Texas lost, um, the Tampa Bay Rays were confirmed in the playoffs. That's the fifth year running Tampa Bay have made the playoffs. I think this just looks like runs all over the place. Um, the Tampa Bay Rays should be able to put some on Sandoval. And also the Angels could contribute a couple off Bradley. The eight looks a little bit too low. I'll take the over eight, Scott. Yeah, I'm going to lean to the over as well, but I am going to go with Tampa run line in this spot. Bradley has not been great, but they have been giving him run support. They have won each of his last three starts. Sandoval has just been useless. There's really no way around it. <laughs> the Angels were officially eliminated from the playoffs earlier this past week, and it's not a shock. They were taking time bomb. Otani cleared out the locker. He's done. Yeah, so you don't have to worry about having to deal with Otani anymore. They don't have any talent. Like, I don't, I don't know what there is to like about the Angels. You're looking at what they have currently. Otani left, and uh, Rendon, who they're paying a bunch of money, apparently claims he has a foot fracture, and nobody talked about it the entire season. Like, he fractured his tibia, so I don't know what's going on. Rendon's been kind of a head case since he got to the Angels anyway. But there's nothing to like about this team. They're not playing for anything. I don't believe in the champagne fade if you are still competing for something. 
Yeah, the definitely. Won a war for the division title. I know they're happy they made the playoffs. They got bigger fish to fry moving forward. Uh, so I am going to go with Tampa in the spot. I don't think they're going to take their foot off the gas to celebrate a wild card berth when they can still win the division. So I'm going to go with Tampa to get the job done. But I do agree with the over. Yeah, yeah, no champagne for you. Yeah, they're still chasing down or attempting to chase down Baltimore. Um, a third 640 Eastern first pitches the Minnesota Twins at the Cincinnati Reds. Kenta Maeda um, for Minnesota. Officially TBD um, for Cincinnati, but I think it is the accidentally watched Ben Lively who's going to be going for Cincinnati. Um, I haven't seen any lines on this one, Scott. Um, Maeda v. Lively, do you have much? I do not have much, but I definitely prefer Maeda over Lively if I have to pick. I, for this one, it's pretty tricky because the Reds have been playing okay baseball. Uh, Minnesota's been fine, but when you have a four-game series against the White Sox, you should be winning a lot of those games, so I don't know if that actually yeah. means anything. I'm going to lean to the Twins. Maeda has kind of been a guy whose numbers aren't that great in the grand scheme of things this year, but I know both of us have had success backing him in the past. He hasn't been better on the road, 3.31 ERA, been good lately. He's allowed less than three earned in each of his last two starts. I'll lean to Maeda, but it's a bit tricky not knowing the price. I think Minnesota's in better form, though, so I'll lean to Minnesota. I quite like the first five over here. Neither team stand out in any department, particularly. Cincinnati half a game back in the wild card, so still uh, lots on their plate. I just saw bo- both pitches give up three earned runs. Um, and that will be enough to get us over, whatever this total is. I think that'll probably do it. So, yeah, that was it. It was, pretty, it was no more complicated than that. So, yeah, I'll take the first five over uh, with both pitches contributing a couple each, uh, and we will get there. Uh, let's move across to a 7.05 Eastern first pitch. The Toronto Blue Jays will take on the New York Yankees. Uh, Yusei Kikuchi, left-handed pitcher for the Blue Jays. And for the pinstripes, it is Clark Schmidt. It's close on the books, this one. Minus 102, the Blue Jays. Minus 108, the Yankees. Total is 8.5. Um, Kikuchi, 9-6 and six on the year. 3.81 ERA. He's got one good start in his recent game log. Um, he occasionally gets away with it if the Blue Jays decide they're going to play that night. Um, and all of his games have gone over. All recent games, 10, 9, 15 and 7 have been the totals in his last four. Uh, Clark Schmidt is 9 and 8, 456. One of the most boring profiles you can look at. I mean, the, even just the win-loss record, 9 and 8, is four and a half ERA. It's just right down the middle. He's given up three earned runs in each of his last three starts. Um, again, in New York, as much as they stopped hitting, they did, they scored a six and a seven um, this weekend in Pittsburgh. And I think they can get a few off Kikuchi. The Blue Jays, I noticed um, Dylan was, was it maybe Friday night? Dylan was complaining about the Blue Jays. I had stopped hitting it. You, you commented on his post on Twitter. Um, they won the game anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They first jinxing them, but they won the game anyway. <laughs> it didn't even matter. But even, the, even when they win, it's so frustrating because they tried their best to lose. Um, they've won three in a row now, and I think they've had two walk-off uh, wins in that, the half a game out. I mean, in a nutshell, the Blue Jays got swept by Texas, and then they sweep Boston. There's just no rhyme or reason to it. Like, which is it? Right, Toronto, what do you want to do? Do you want to be that team or do you want to be that team? Make your mind up. Because it's making it really tricky on us. Um, I actually, 
when I handicapped this earlier one without seeing the lines, my no, my final line here says I'll take over eight and a half if I see it. Uh, the line has come out at eight and a half. Um, therefore, I'll take the over. I think both can give up a few, Scott. Yeah, I'm going to go with Toronto in this spot. Uh, with the fact that you have one team playing for something the Yankees have not been playing for much, in theory, the Yankees are still alive in the playoff picture, but not really. But I do think when you're looking at this matchup, Toronto, I do think, is the better team. The Yankees have been playing better, but when you're playing Pittsburgh, uh, you should win a lot of those games, and they ended up losing the series finale there, despite Ren- uh, Rodon actually pitching well. But I'm going to go with Toronto. I really don't know why the Yankees are favored. In the spot, I, I, yeah. I guess they're playing better baseball, but Toronto should be favored in this game. If you told me this was the matchup, I would have guessed it was going to be minus 115, minus 120 for Toronto. Minus 102 just seems cheap with the better team. I'll take Toronto. It is marginal, but I think it's one of those situations which we often see it's the better team with a better pitcher. Um, I think maybe, the like I say, the Blue Jays' unreliability, but you can't factor in, you can't price that in. You can't have them up at minus 200 one day and plus 200 the day after. And the Yankees are, the same, are kind of the same way, but worse. So I can't hold it against yeah. Toronto for being inconsistent if the Yankees have been inconsistent all year long. Uh, I completely agree with you, Scott. Um, we move on after, um, I tell you about Hall of Fame Bets, uh, a really good sponsor. I heard Sean uh, talking about uh, using their parley optimizer tool uh, for his NFL parlays this weekend. You can win bigger and better. Um you can bet smarter on this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets. It's an analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. They have NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bets with historical stats and data. If you enter any parlay into Hall of Fame Bets, revolutionary parlay optimizer, you get things like hit rates broken down by leg and expected probability for the parlay. You can sort players by hit rate for any bet uh, so you know who's hot and who's not. So stop it in the dock. Join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use the code SGPN to get 50% off your first month. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. And last, but very much not least, is Underdog Fantasy. Um, Great way of playing alongside your favourite football team all season long. Win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game, but you can win real money. Watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit um, up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN. Next up, we will have a look at the 720 Eastern first pitch between the Philadelphia Phillies and the Atlanta Braves. Uh, Left-handed pitcher, Christopher Sanchez for the Phillies and Spencer Strider. Goes for the Braves. It is plus 185 on the Phillies. There's minus 215 on the Braves with a total of nine. Um, Scott, talk us through this game, but I did want to ask you um, how much we talked about the champagne feed. Um, having got past that, having got past the immediacy of Atlanta making the playoffs, how do they approach the rest of this season now? I mean, traditionally, you, you've seen this a lot more than me. When teams make the playoffs, how do you approach them from a betting point of view? How do they approach the game? So you just leave them for 10 days? Do you fade them? Is it a good idea to follow them or what? It's very tricky, especially with Atlanta being this far ahead of other teams. Even for home field, you're looking at them against the Dodgers and they're up by about five games. So it's really a question of if they're going to care. You're hoping that them going back home 
is going to maybe give them the boost they need. Strider has been solid for the most part. The problem with him is that he has a blow-up starter every now and then, which is why he will not win the uh, Cy Young Award. Uh, Sanchez has been fine for the most part, but I think for this price point, I think I have to lean to Philly. I don't feel great about it, but minus 225 with a team that got buried by Miami over the weekend, I'm not interested. Now, I know Atlanta, once again, in my opinion, is the best team in the league. I'm sure that's a pretty solid consensus opinion. But based on recent form, I know Strider's the better a better pitcher and all. I can't lay 220 based on the lack of overall effort and focus this team had in the last couple of days. I'm going to lean to Philly. Philly needs it more. Um, yeah, if I was taking a side, 100% you have to take Philly. The plus 185. I actually um, marked down my bet as the under nine. Um, Christopher Sanchez has... Yeah, he's been he's been all right. Uh, he's very quietly sort of gone along, gone about his business uh, the last couple of months. Philly have lost his last three, but he's got um, a one twenty nine road ERA. Um, he has only started four games on the road, but that plays. I'm happy with that. Um, Spencer Strider will not be easy enough. He'll be looking to sort of settle back in and find a rhythm approaching the playoffs because he has been wobbly lately. Um, he was really good against Philly. Uh, the last time he pitched. Um, so, yeah, I, th- I think both pitchers can go okay, especially if, if Atlanta aren't hitting. So, they what, 16-2 to two last night off Miami, um, 13 runs over in in that series. So, if they're not scoring loads, which they're not, um, we'll take the under nine with a couple of um, with a couple of good pitches on the mound. Uh, Trey Turner um, for Philly has hit safely in 34 of the last 38 games. Um He's absolutely tearing it up the second half of the season, being outstanding. Right, where shall we go next? This one is completely off the board next, but we'll have a talk about it. We mentioned the team earlier on. It is a 7-4 Eastern first pitch between the Pittsburgh Pirates and the Chicago Cubs. So both pitches are TBD. I believe it is Bailey Falter for Pittsburgh and Javier Assad uh, for the Cubs. I've got no lines on this at all. But Bailey Falter... It's two and eight on the year, four forty ERA. Um, but he's gone okay um, in his last three, albeit short starts. Thirteen and one third, only given up five hits and two runs in that start. Um, and I really like Javier Sad for the Cubbies. Uh, three and three on the year, a three ten ERA. Came out of the bullpen. His last two have been kind of average. Um, Pittsburgh will be quite a big price here. I'm guessing. And I would quite like to feed Chicago just on the run they've been on. Last five games, like I say, they've lost. Um, and in the last 10 days, they've gone from what looked like a very strong um, playoff position to a very tenuous one. Without knowing a weather report or a total, I, I think both pitchers can go well. So I'd be leaning the under if I saw one. Um, but I think just on name recognition, yeah, Pittsburgh will be too big a price because Fault has gone along okay. Uh, and I think you have to take it, take on a team. We've lost five in a row because there will be a short price here. There'll be minus one forty, maybe the Cubs, and I couldn't have that. So I'd be going Pittsburgh and an under Scott, dependent on lines. I think the main concern I have with taking Pittsburgh here is the fact that the Cubs have owned them this season. The Cubs are nine and one against Pittsburgh this season, and I believe eight of those wins have been by multiple runs. So they tend to kill okay. Pittsburgh when they face off. I, the Cubs, then again, no show to series they needed to have against Arizona, but they're returning back home, which helps. 
I'm going to go with the Cubs on the run line. Uh, I just think that this team, once again, has Pittsburgh's number, more talented team. They're, I'm hoping, similarly to what I just mentioned with the Braves, even though I went against it, I'm hoping that returning home can get them back on track. But they have owned Pittsburgh, and rightfully so. I'm, I'm going to go with the Cubs with a solid pitcher on the mound, a solid lineup, and a solid home field advantage. Give me the Cubs on the run line. Sounds like TVDBG might be leaning uh, Pittsburgh as well. Um, good game this next up is 8.05 Eastern first pitch the Boston Red Sox and the Texas Rangers Tanner Houck does the start for Boston and it will be Nathan Yavaldi for Texas plus 130 the Red Sox minus 138 Texas you can have an 8.5 or a 9 if you want it on the total Scott uh, Texas is another one of those teams that doesn't seem to want it. it it's very weird because Texas went into Toronto and they swept and then they immediately no-showed the series after against Cleveland. So Boston also got swept by Toronto. Uh, both <laughs> team, I, I guess I'm going to go with Yavaldi. I guess. I mean, he's gone. He hasn't really gone much length recently, but Hauk's okay, I guess, kind of. It's a bit tricky because a lot of guessing, Scott. I have to. Is Yavaldi's going no length? <laughs> I mean, Yavaldi's gone less than three and two thirds in each of his last three starts. But yeah, I think Texas is the better team. I think Texas does have a pretty good home field advantage. I, I guess I'm taking Texas. I don't really feel great about it, but yeah, I I think Texas is in better. Uh, just a better roster, I guess. It's it's, it's a really tricky game. There's no chance I bet this, but I'm going to lean on Texas. Uh, beautiful watertight case you made there, Scott. Um, I'm going to take Texas as well. I think Yvaldi is um, building up, should we say. Let's put it nice. He's stretching out a little bit. Um, he's kind of gone one, two, three. Um, my handicap says if we can get four innings out of him. Um, and another huge part of this handicap is how badly Boston have struggled. They've lost 10 of the last 12, Boston. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much, that was enough to swing it, really. Because um, I don't mind Hauk, um, but he hasn't been great on the road. Um, Texas, yeah, say winners sweep your series, get swept in a series. Um, but yeah, the, the really fade in Boston. Um, and minus one thirty eight, sort of terrible price. I was all right with that. Um, a little building block, a little building block bet on the Texas Rangers on the money line. Eight ten Eastern first pitch is the Baltimore Orioles at the Houston Astros. Um, another game that's off the board, although I've seen pitchers all day, so I'm not sure why. Uh, Kyle Gibson is the pitcher listed for Baltimore. And Hunter Brown goes for the Astros. Uh, no lines at all on this one. Um, Kyle Gibson for Baltimore is 13-8 and eight on the year, has a 4.98 ERA. He's going along okay. He's been giving up a few more lately. I didn't know if possibly he was getting gassed or been waiting for the old man fade, which never really... Um, Hate Gibson, but he's, he's pitched 175 in a third now, um, which in modern baseball is getting up there, especially uh, for someone Gibson's age. Hunter Brown, 11 and 11 on the year, 461. He threw five scoreless against Oakland last time. We could do that, Scott. Um, he's been really poor before that, and I'm happy to fade him again. I'm absolutely happy to put a line through that Oakland one. Um, he's got. Like I say, 560 ERA at home. Um, Houston just lost a series to Kansas City. Um, yeah, it's a really weird one. Baltimore have a two-game lead. So they beat um, the Tampa Bay Rays 8-5 and five on the season um, to qualify for the playoffs for the first time since 2016. 
But like I said, that EL West was just a mess and Houston were part of it. I don't know what to do with this. I prefer both offences to both starting pitches is where I've come down on. Um, so if we see a total, probably nine would be my guess if I was making a line. I'll think uh, I'm, I'll happily take over. I think both can both can score some runs, Scott. Yeah, that's where I was going. I like the over in this one. Uh, looking at Gibson, I've said it before, but he has a good record because he gets a bunch of run support. His ERA is around five, and he's 14 wins. So he's not exactly been great this year, but he's gotten yeah. a lot of support. Brown, you mentioned he had five shutout innings. There's actually five no-hit innings against Oakland. But okay. Oakland, once again, is just bad. So that doesn't mean anything. He was bad before that, but both offenses are solid. I think that whatever this number is, it's probably too low. I'm going to go with the over. I see runs as well. 9.40 Eastern sees the Seattle Mariners travel to those Oakland Athletics. Uh, Lewis Castillo goes for the Mariners. And on the bump for Oakland will be Paul Blackburn. Seattle are minus 205. Oakland are plus 180. I haven't seen a total. I'll double check that, Scott. Uh, tell us about Seattle and Oakland. I'm going to look at the under in this game, potentially the first five under. Seattle's another team that's been struggling. Then again, they faced off against the Dodgers. Happens, you know, but the offense hasn't been great lately. Scored less than four runs in each of the last four. We know Oakland can't it either. They got swept by San Diego. They've also scored less than four runs in each of their last four. Blackburn's one of the only pitchers in Oakland we actually like, and Castillo's been solid. I'm going to go with the first five under. I see a pretty ugly game here. Give me, it's in Oakland. It's going to be a mid-afternoon game over there, Pacific time, but or I should say late afternoon, early evening uh, in Oakland. But tends to be low scoring when you play in Oakland at night. I'm going to lean to the under. I think both pitchers perform well here. Yeah, so that total is coming out at seven and a half, Scott. So yeah, you're absolutely right with uh, your analysis of it being an ugly game, and your instinct is is to go towards the under. Um, Seattle, what one game back? Uh, in the wild card race, but this is a great chance for them. I mean, while everybody else is kind of after you, um, Seattle have got to take the bull by the horns here. Um, Castillo's been in good form, and as much as we like Blackburn, it's just not at the minute um, for me. It, the, there's, there will be better days, might be next season, but Blackburn's just not doing it at the moment. It's a great chance for Seattle. I think they've got to come out firing. It's an incredibly boring pick, but it will be Seattle on the run line for me. Um, even if it's a low-scoring game, I think they can do it. Uh, so, yeah, not going to win any prizes, but that would be where my uh, money would be going. Um, the final game of any note we're going to have a look at, we might have a little squiz around everything else in a moment, is a 9.40 Eastern first pitch between the San Francisco Giants and the Arizona Diamondbacks. Um, not unusually... San Francisco are officially TBD and Alex Cobb is slated because that's every day. Um, and for Arizona, it's Zach Gallen. Um, no lines on this one either. Um, Scott, uh, Giants at the D-backs? I think I'm going to go with Arizona. I just think they're in better form. You're looking at San Francisco. They had a very fun win yesterday against Colorado. They almost blew a nine-run lead, but they won the game. So I guess that's <laughs> all that matters. But I do think when I'm looking at this matchup, Arizona... This team's been streaky the entire second half, but I still give them props for falling apart in July, or I think it was July. Then they came back in August and September, and they've been solid. But the point is, I do think it's going to be a close matchup, but it's Gallon at home, which is pretty tempting. 
I do think even though Cobb has been pretty good this season, his home road splits are pretty alarming. He's a lot better at home than on the road. But Arizona, after sweeping the Cubs, I think that kind of builds. You saw the Giants win the series finale against Colorado. They also lost the first three games, so that's not exactly a good result, losing three out of four to in uh, cores. I'm going to take Arizona. They're the better team. They're in better form. I like Gallon as well, so give me Arizona. I rode with Colorado. Every single one of those wins, plus 150, plus 180, plus 165, three nights running. It was great. Absolutely loved it. Um, yeah, the Giants and Cobb can bore off for me. Um, they just do absolutely nothing for me. The, you talked about the D-backs and the, the streaky nature of what they've been doing. And it is, I've said before, that I sort of didn't want them to just uh, collapse on the season. And they haven't... Since the seven-game skid that they had, which was what everyone kind of thought had signalled the, the death knell for them, uh, they've gone 22-13 and 13 since that seven-game skid, um, which is, is pretty good. Gallen, three of his last four being really poor. However, I just think the fact that he's back at home where he does have a 2-18 ERA, you can't ignore that. Um, that, coupled with the form of the D-backs, uh, would be the pick. They'll probably be a little bit short, might have to try and get a little bit creative with it. Um, I haven't seen a price yet, but yeah, I think Arizona will win the game. Um, so, Scott, having a look around the rest of the board, there's not an awful lot priced up. The only game that's priced up fully um, I've seen is the Chicago White Sox and the Washington Nationals, which is Jose Urenia against Jackson Rutledge. I mean, come on, Scott, what have you got on that one? Uh, Rutledge <laughs> doesn't exactly thrill me, even though he's a relative unknown. You have much on this one because I feel no. like we're kind of just throwing darts. Yeah, I was I was absolutely delighted not to have to make a pick on this. Uh, it was a little treat. Um, the only thing I would say is we quite like traditionally on the show uh, taking these kind of unknown pitches and in September. It's been quite a profitable place to be. However, when you're taking on Jose Urenia, um, you're not a big price. He's not plus 170 or plus 180. Um, it looks like a match on the books. It's, yeah, minus 105. I, I, well, I well minus, I, yeah. I guess I'm leaning over, I, I guess. I mean, Rutledge has gone three and two-thirds, gave up 10 hits, which is just disgusting. <laughs> and Arena is terrible <laughs> as well. I Over, I guess. But then you have to worry about the White Sox hitting on the road, and they're 21 games under on the road. So I, I don't know. Run first inning. You want to go for a Yurfi? Just let somebody go nuts in the first inning of the game? I don't know. Irenia's ERA is twice as good as Rutledge's. Irenia's ERA is 848. Uh, Rutledge has a 17.18 ERA. So, yeah, uh, we leave that one. Um, yeah, good fucking anything. I, I think your uh, ERA might actually be worse because that might be his American League ERA because he was with the Oh, Okay. So his ERA with the Rockies was 9.82. So his Beautiful. ERA should be closer to the... Uh, no, that is right. They merged it. Okay, cool. Just making sure. Okay. His ERA with the White Sox is 6.1. So he has actually been better with the White Sox, but he's still not very good. So over, I guess. Yurfi? Let somebody go yard? I don't know. I know Arena's been a really bad first inning pitcher, and apparently Rutledge can't pitch. So I'll go with the over. I quite like Arena still from... Was it maybe three years ago when he just plunked? It was either Alves or Acuna, I think. It's always Acuna. Um, Acuna always gets yeah. it. It's always Acuna. It was whatever series, Irene was pitching for Miami, and they just owned him. He'd hit 
like six home runs in the series. And Narendra just hit him. And then immediately through the pitch, he threw his glove off and just weren't ready to fight everybody. Um, so I've got a grudge and respect for that. But apart from that, yeah, decent fighter, uh, terrible pitcher. Um, again, looking around, we've got, I mean, TBD for the Dodgers, so not much going on. Blake Snell's going against the Rockies. Um, so not particularly interesting matchup. Um, and apart from that, there's uh, there's barely anything to comment on, Scott. Does anything caught your eye at all? Uh, I'm, you know, I'm a big Snell guy, uh, but I think I'm going to go with Snell first five in this one. I'm not going to fix what isn't broken. We know the Rockies are a really bad road team, but Snell's been incredible. He's the favorite to win the Cy Young by a wide margin, especially after we saw Steele struggle in his last time out. I'm going to go with Snell first five on the run line. I'm not going to reinvent the wheel here. I, I think that with San Diego winning four games for, I believe, the first time this season, they've won four straight games. I think this is their season one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is yeah. hilarious, but I am going to go with <laughs> Snell on the, on the first five. It's really tough to go against it. Yeah, that's not ideal at all, is it? Um, right, okay then. So, so I think we've done as much as we can with this card. Um, can you find us a lock and a dog? All right, uh, so for the lock, by the way, you mentioned Snell. There's no line, so I'm not going to do it. I'm only going to go through games that have lines. For this one, I think for the lock, I am going to go with who do I want to go with here now there's a lot of games that I really just don't like <laughs> yeah it's horrible I'm looking around now struggling I think for my lock I'm going to go for the value play I'm going to go with Toronto on the money line I think the Yankees just shouldn't be favored in this spot I, I think when you're looking at these teams and how they stack up against each other the Yankees are the inferior team the pitchers are pretty even but Kikuchi's been better this year it's close but with Toronto playing for something, the Yankees are really not playing for much. I am going to take Toronto. They've been a good. They've been a good road team. I just don't know why they're minus one hundred and two. It's kind of a value play on the lock. I think Toronto should be minus one hundred and twenty. I think these lines should be flipped. Yeah, yeah. Beat Toronto on the money line here at around minus one hundred and two. And for my dog, you know what? I think I am going to take a spin here. Give me the Phillies on the money line. I know Strider has been solid in general, but I do think, once again, plus 180 against a team that really does not have much to play for and against a team that got buried by Miami. I'm a little bit, I'd say, concerned about laying that big of a number. Give me Philly on the money line at plus 180. Captain Encino has just turned up in time uh, to start throwing out slurs that were a Yankee podcast. Uh, Scott's tipped them to get beat. Uh, we're not a Yankee podcast I've at all. I hate this team, but they had a brief run there the last week or so with the younger kids. But once again, it's more just a price play. I think the line doesn't really make any sense. I expect money to come in on Toronto. Uh, aye, aye, Captain. Lovely to see you for the last couple of minutes. This is You've come for the good bit. you come for my lock and dog. Uh, this is it. This is the yeah, money 30 seconds of the show. Um, my lock, I'm going to go right back to the top of the show, which is the Ellie Angels and the Tampa Bay Rays, and take the over eight. I think it's a little bit too low. Um, the Angels can score two or three off Bradley, and the Rays can score four or five off Sandoval. And then in the last few innings, when the bullpens come out, we'll get another couple, um, and we'll get the 10 runs easy. Dogs, not much blows my skirt up, even a little bit. I love your play on Philly, Scott. Um, the other one that stands out is going to be Pittsburgh at the Chicago Cubs. I haven't seen any lines in it. I'm guessing plus one thirty, plus one thirty-five. Scott, maybe if you if you gave me a price now, where would you put it? Bigger? I think it'll be, think it'll be higher. 
Do you think it'll be bigger? Yeah. Uh, for Pittsburgh losing the series to the Yankees, for them being on the road and for them being one and nine against the Cubs, with Assad, who's been pretty good this season as the projected pitcher, I think the Cubs are probably at least 160, if, if I had to guess. Okay. So, yeah, I'll, I'll take. Uh... I'll take Pittsburgh. Fault has gone okay. They have been short starts, but he has gone okay. Uh, Assad's been average. And we're facing this Cubs, the five-game um, losing streak. It's got to be playing on their minds a little bit. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. And, and I'll take Pittsburgh uh, to see if we can get a win there. Um, yeah, done. Any, uh, can you give me, what does the early NFL game tonight, Scott? Is it well, Saints and Carolina starts first, doesn't it? Yeah, it starts an hour before the other one, which yes. doesn't make any sense at all, but whatever. You have two it games. helps me out, though, because it means I can probably watch the first half before I have to get some sleep. So uh, give me a, a first half play, and if you're in the chat and you've got time, throw some out in there. I'll, I'll give you a full game play that hopefully cashes in the first quarter. I like Bryce Young interception. And uh, Bryce Young interception. Write that down. Yeah, okay, I like that. We're fading all these rookie quarterbacks. They're all shit, aren't they? I've been doing my homework. Uh, TVDBJ likes the Panthers. I'm not sure about that. I put the Saints in my uh, in my pick and trip. Um, so yeah, there you go. I'll watch the uh, I'll watch the first half. I'll go to bed when Bryce Young throws an interception. Scott is what I'll do. Um, well done, Scott. That was fun. I enjoyed it. Uh, just looking around the games that have. Uh, got more implications it's just left a little bit more room for the show to breathe i think a little bit um and i am really looking forward to to playoff baseball coming around now uh, thanks everyone who's in the chat matthew hope you enjoy the rest of your birthday uh, going out for tea with the family fantastic um tvdbj captain saying all late doors and anybody else who listened um we appreciate it thank you very much back tomorrow same time um I'll not be here because I'll be watching Newcastle play in the Champions League, Scott. Woohoo! Uh, so I will be full of premium lager at this time tomorrow. Um, good luck with all your bets. Until then, we'll see you down the road. Cheers.